0: Welcome to X Files Talk X Files, the only podcast with fifty-six chromosomes, which means we have heightened strength, intelligence, and psychosis. I'm your host David Howard, and joining me again tonight is uh, Avi Kihara and Tiffany Duvall. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about um, the second. Uh, sort of bunch of episodes from season one of the show Uh, we're going to go from space all the way through to um young at heart so uh the first section of episodes um of season one the pilot through to ice that sort of uh, did a good job of setting up the show setting up our two main characters Mulder and scully and the dynamic between them Uh, in the second bunch of episodes um what we actually have here is a lot of uh, filling in the gaps of uh, both the characters backstory to an extent um by the time these uh, few episodes are over i'm imagining that scully is really uh, cons- reconsidering whether being a partner with Mulder is a good idea considering by this point two of his former partners have died um so we'll get into um a discussion of probably most of yeah. these episodes at least touch mm-hmm. on most of them um we start off with space, uh, which was famously written uh, as a budget episode to try and save some money, mm-hmm. since uh, a lot of the former the episodes that had gone before had uh, gone over budget, and uh, it actually ended up being the most expet- the most expensive episode of the season. Uh, and space, not perhaps one of the most loved episodes either. What do you girls feel about space?
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> I, d- I just noticed that I think we lost Avi, so I don't oh, know. No. I don't know if it was it was space that she's like I don't know if I can talk about this. Uh, I think she's back. You can try to add her in. I'm, there she I'm is. Here. I'm here. You know what's right. funny. We lost you like right as he was introducing the episodes we were going to talk about, talking about space, and, and, then, and then, so then you, you hung up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like nope, nope.
2: He <laughs> got pissed off at me that I was the missing it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking trash about the exiles is what you get.
0: Yeah. So Abby, yeah. we were just saying that space is one of your favorite episodes in season one?
2: Sure. <laughs> Let's just go with that. It really isn't. I mean, I feel it was a it was a good concept and it was ambitious. It had the right setting. I think somewhere along the way, either it didn't yeah. go as far as it should have, or it went too unbelievable, or it wasn't the right storyline that we were expecting with the episode. And it's funny because I've seen similar storylines play in other things, such as like Gravity, or you know, other other even Prometheus was sort of similar in some vein. Uh, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the actors. I don't know. Th- if yeah. it was the actual, you know, fact that, y- you know, we see a shadow of the thing, and it's funny because throughout the yeah. the show, it was a lot of the least that we see, the scarier that it gets, and right. in yeah. in this in this you know, in this episode, we actually get to see something. Yeah. Um, not very specific what it is but i think it it took me out of the episode as cliche as that it sounds it it really did not work for me that way
1: yeah i think it i think it had all the it's it's so strange that it didn't work out it, you figure it was set up to to actually be pretty good um in terms of the setting in terms of the the type of story and it just it just fell flat and I don't know if it was like you said the actors or dialogue or somewhere along the way it just lost steam if it ever had a ton of it to begin with I don't and I, I wonder if it was one of those things that where it, it just seemed good in the script maybe and then somehow in the execution it just didn't quite make it um, but yeah, every I think most X Files fans really kind of rag on Space a lot. So
0: it's it's definitely not the worst episode that there ever was, but we're building up with season one, and then Space sort of comes along and it sort of kills the momentum.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and Mulder and Scully's momentum is just kind of different in Space. You, I mean, coming from I, or you know, honestly, the episode before is Ice. And ice was so well done that maybe space also kind of suffered because of how well done ice was.
0: Possibly. You know, I think that uh, Fallen Angel, the yes. f- subsequent episode, definitely suffered as a result of space. Fallen Angel, for my money, is a great mythology episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had the lowest ratings yeah. um, on the initial broadcast out of all of season yeah. one. Yeah, and
1: I actually really, I mean, I actually like that episode. I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's not obviously their best in season one, but I think it's, it's starting to kind of set up that alien UFO mythology that's going to start taking hold after. Um, you know, so it wasn't, I don't know. I, I liked it okay. I definitely liked yeah, it more than I like space.
0: There's a lot of cover-up episodes in season one. They're obviously, you know, they want to deal with the whole government conspiracy sort of thing, but they don't have the pieces of the puzzle together, which we later see, you know, through season two and beyond as the conspiracy develops. Um, But, you know, I think that that's a great episode that uh, really ties together a lot of the whole UFO lore. Mm Uh, and sort of sets the groundwork for what the mythology of the X-Files is going to be. And, of course, we introduce Max Fennig, yeah. who, uh,
2: yeah. a
0: great uh, guest character who then comes back three, four years later? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And a bit of trivia is that um, even though Deep Throat is the one whose immortal last words are, trust no one, Max Fennig is the guy who says those words first
2: in the show. That's true. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a good you know inside into what were the people that might actually have been the first viewers of this show you know because yeah. you know there are so many stories about how Chris Carter came to the ideas that you know he he started to collect to you know present on episodes and there were just so many people out there that were you know, telling their stories about abductions, about encounters, about all this, you know, culture of the UFOs, that, you know, seeing Mags there, it was the one of the the first of many homage, homage that were yeah. out there for the people that actually yeah. were the inspiration for this show. So I, I feel like regardless of, you know, not being the most successful in terms of ratings or even audience, I think it's one of the... the One's from that first season that are pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I thought Fallen Angel was pretty solid too a, as a story. And again, I mean, coming off of Space, I think Fallen Angel definitely held its own a lot better.
2: So, <laughs> no. And I think and I think it actually might have been the ratings might have had a lot to do with the fact that Space happened before. Yeah,
1: yeah, because exactly, it, exactly. the
2: lead-in, despite having you know a week in between. Yeah. yeah, so like, well, we saw space and we really want to watch this.
1: Yeah. And, and then, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then of course going from Fallen Angel to Eve, which took it from kind of mythology-ish as it was kind of getting set up and then you run right into, you know, the the monster of the week with Eve, which I I don't know how all fans received that episode. I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought like- it was super creepy and, you know, super psychological thriller. And I don't know, I, I thought it was, I loved it. And it's the beginning
2: of the creepy kids mm-hmm. of the X-Files, you know? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I used yeah. to take, I actually, again, because I was 13 when I was watching these, uh, I thought that the whole scene where they put uh, the stuff in the sodas, you know, was so cool. So my friends and I, we would, like, sit down and watch episodes after this, and we would get Diet Coke and, like, put green stuff on the cup. We would just, like, take, like, (laughs) random, like, like, peas and, I don't know, green beans, like, random stuff and mash it up and, like, put it in each other's drinks. Yeah. It seems insane now, but at the time, (laughs) it was awesome. What would
2: you ruin a Diet Coke that badly? I mean,
1: really. (laughs) I I mean, is a Diet Coke really ruined that badly? Isn't it already kind of... You are talking to a diet coke addict, so I don't really know it. Well, about. all right, I guess from your perspective.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, Eve is, Eve is definitely you know one of the better episodes of season mm-hmm. one. It's I, I wouldn't rank it among my personal favorites. Um, I definitely think that uh, Fallen Angel ranks above it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, last podcast we were talking about. You know, I came to the show uh end of season three beginning of season four sort of time and so i went back and watched season one retros- retrospectively so of course when i'm watching eve first thing i think is oh my god it's frazier's
2: manager <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah not the, not the same effect as some, and many she's of so- us <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
1: like it's super she's like super creepy in this episode so, and she, yeah.
2: I mean, she has a good range, and it's funny because because she
0: plays three different characters in this.
1: I haven't quite seen her after
2: that or after Fraser, but
1: yeah, it was great. You know, I don't know. It was, and you know, and you see Mulder and Scully interact with these two little girls. You know, so you're just like they're they have a brand new partnership. They're trying to figure out like their their working relationship with each other, and then it's like now they're in charge of these two children that are like. You know, obviously not your run of the mill nice little kids. Of course, they don't know that yet.
2: And and then you will have you know the beginnings of so many fanfics out there because oh, yeah. know, that's so many yeah. started because of that. So yeah, Mulder and Scully playing house and Mulder and yeah, Skullin, and, yeah, and that's
0: actually a really good segue into Fire because yeah. they they're playing house and then suddenly we have the other woman
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the English Rose yes, and and you have a fear. You have Mulder who, you know, up until then seems like he's kind of, you know, untouchable or, or you know, isn't really scared of anything. And suddenly it's like he's terrified of fire. Uh, so which kind of humanizes him a bit. And the guest characters in fire, I thought were amazing.
2: I think the the whole, you know, it it was that presentation of, you know, people that, had some sort of supernatural or you know some kind of powers that were unexplainable but at the same time the threat wasn't really a power the threat was really psychological because it yeah. this guy was just plain evil he wasn't just like oh well because my nature I'm an alien or or you know yeah this is this is legit you know a person that could have done as much ma- damage with, again, he only happens to have something that's much more available to yeah. him. <laughs> but yeah.
1: That scene th- of him snapping his fingers in the hallway, yeah. it's just always, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It was
1: really phenomenal. That, that was a, a great job by everybody involved in the production for that episode. Even to
2: David Covney who won and this is a little bit of trivia about the episode is that not only is terrified of fire in real life, but also he went in and did this the scene and got burnt in the scene. Yeah. And he kept yeah, going he and and that well that's he, we all know that he's really to like, his craft, but that, that was also I I personally would have gone, you know what? Forget this. You can make this <laughs> yeah. about too water. Much.
1: this is way too water. much. You can tell yeah. This- water now yeah. can't you just color this in later you know
0: yeah. um. <laughs> well that's that you know i you know just just to speak to that point real quick that you know i think there's certain sections of the Files fandom who've given uh, david a a little bit of a hard time over the years with you know he was the one that forced the production to move from Vancouver yeah. to LA. He was the one who decided mm-hmm. to leave the show and um, it continued on then without yeah. the character of Mulder, but let's not forget that Chris Carter found out he had a phobia of fire yeah. and decided he He's was going to hey, write some scenes right. with Mulder in the middle of Cuz you know why? why act so
1: when it, you it can equals out, do it for real, you know? I mean, why have to act out the part? Exactly. Um, yeah, I for it's interesting because I think that Abby and I have learned in all the years of doing XFN, that you you can separate yourself as a, a fan of something and as kind of a, a human being that understands what goes into something. Um, I think that, I mean, I, I don't fault David at all for the decisions that he made. I mean, he had just gotten married. Um, you know, he was having a child. I mean, there, there are a million reasons as a parent that he would have felt the need to kind of be home and so as as someone that understands that, I kind of see where he was coming from. And so I don't, you know, it, I mean, it's You have to be tough. in those shoes. So oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I you- mean, it's tough. And as a fan, yeah, you're kind of like, oh, that really sucks. But honestly, ev- everything that they did, and Jillian as well, as people, enhanced the show. Um you know, had David not laughed.
0: Exactly. I mean he, it's not like it's not like he's saying now, Oh, I don't want to come back to yeah, this no, revival. Not at all. I mean he has been on yeah. board from day yeah. one. He was in- so anybody yeah. that is saying stuff like that, you know, he's completely right. on board yeah. with the X Files. You know, he's been saying for years how he wants to Absolutely. do a series of movies. Yeah. If they do it, you know, and he's, you know, one of the first people on board for the revival. So sure. yeah. You know, he is there. I think those people who say that yeah. sort of stuff, maybe uh, still the whole anti-dog it. Yeah, um, you, know, you know. I think we've already made clear in, the last, in our last podcast, we're on board with that. Right. Oh,
1: yeah. And I, I think, you know, so in, in a weird, yeah, <laughs> I am too. And in a weird way, had David not, you know, first of all, David was there through half of season six or, or season eight, you know, so he, he was still, you know, even though, ever, you know, the whole abduction storyline and everything, he was still there for a decent part of it. But had he not left, we wouldn't have had Dog and Reyes. And I feel like Doggan and Reyes really kind of furthered the storyline. And to be honest, I think they could have carried a season ten. Um
0: I've I've really, really yeah, wished that they I, had. I, I, it, it was awkward. Season nine, just trying to shoehorn everybody into right. every episode, and I really wish that they we'd had a season with just all getting rares and oh, I do too. I do too. I and
1: I, I love Jillian, and I love her participation in it. And honestly, at that point, you know, she's exhausted as well. I mean, she was offered, you know, things to be able to stay, and um, you know, it's just it's a grueling schedule. You know, it's not like an ensemble television show where everybody is kind of you know playing a part. I mean, it was really David and Jillian. For nine years, you know, eight eight years with the two of them. And then, yeah. of course, Jillian for that ninth season. That's a long commitment and a long schedule. And they had, you know, both of them had children at that point, you know. And so it's not, it's,
2: it's not just a regular show either. It's the exile yeah. that yeah. it's, it's like a movie, every single...
1: Yeah. yeah. So I don't... This- I, I definitely don't... Um, I didn't at the time and certainly now as, you know, an adult and a parent, I don't I don't fault them at all. all I
2: right. I'm I am of the thought that I don't know how to imagine a show where in an eighth season, you know, David would have I mean, what, what would have happened on eight season if David hadn't left? I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't yeah. even know how to imagine it because in my head, despite it being, you know, not something really planned, in my yeah. head, the, the fact that he gets abducted and that, that whole storyline came and that now it's up to Scully to find him with the help of Doggett, yeah. with the introduction of of Reyes, is I, I for me that's the X Files. I don't yeah. I mean, I know it sounds a little bit, you know, kinda like I'm calling out people, but I really don't understand the fans that say, Oh, for me, season eight and nine don't exist.
1: Yeah. I but mean, eight and nine, I mean that was Scully's journey to the truth. Yeah. That that is what got her there. Season seven Scully was not at a point where she could believe like Mulder believed and in an interesting way when he left she evolved into that it was from a character evolution it was phenomenal and it would not have happened had he stayed not in that way so
0: good point good point let's go back
1: <laughs> back from season 8 <laughs> back to season 1 We're, we, yeah. just
0: rewind a little bit <laughs> For the for those kids out there who remember what rewind right, actually yes. means, okay. So we have four episodes left in this section. I think Beyond the Sea—that's the next one. I—that's th- the one that we all want to talk about, isn't it? Oh, by yeah. far the best I, from this selection. Yes.
1: It's one of my to this day one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Um, it, I just. You see Scully and Mulder interact together in a way that you haven't seen them up until this point. And you see her grappling with grief. And you see him grappling with how to handle her in, in that type of scenario. And then you see him injured. And in um, all of the things she's dealing with, with her family, with her father, with her uncertainty of what she's doing with her life. It just... Coming into Beyond the Sea was just... It took the show into just a whole new stratosphere for me, I think, from a character perspective.
2: It created a mythology for her as well. Yes. Which is, it's important because it didn't seem like the show was one-sided. It didn't seem like she was just reacting to whatever was happening to him. Mm -hmm. It created, it gave weight to her life as, you know, given a background, given you know, ties a story. She's a navy rat. She is she has, you know, brothers and a sister. She has a mother that's grieving. It's it's and and that Catholic guilt we live with for a a lot of the show. And that I think that that episode defines what Scully is and so much more Uh, than just, you know, the person that at the beginning used to walk behind Mulder and now She's a person that could very well just walk by herself, you know.
1: Yeah. And she's, you know, the the whole storyline of her being, you know, she's lost her father and they never really came, they were never really okay with each other at that point in terms of what Mm -hmm. she'd chosen to do with her life. And so now she's lost him and, you know, she asks her mother, you know, was he at all proud of me? I mean, that just gutted me when I watched it because you know how awful must that be to have that kind of grief and not know if if everything was okay you know if you were on the the terms that you you felt that you needed to be on and I thought Maggie Scully's response was beautiful you know he was your father that's that's the only response that she felt like her daughter needed that it didn't matter yes he had his opinions but at the end of the day she was his child you know, of course he was proud of her. And I thought that was just so beautifully done. In my
0: mind, I think, you know, I was just looking over the whole list of season one while you guys are talking. I think this has got to be the probably the strongest, if mm-hmm. not if not necessarily the best episode of the entire um, first
1: yeah. season. I, I would agree with you completely. Yeah, if, I had, if I had to pick one episode in season one, and it's hard, because Abby and I get asked this a lot, like, what's your favorite episode of the X-Files? And we, no one can ever pick, like, one. Bad uh, but it, yeah. <laughs> really
0: Isn't that the default everyone. answer these days?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I, she remembers that one, so. I, I
2: was asked just, like, a few days ago, what was my favorite monster of the week? And, well i remember bad blood first because that's where Jillian goes to all the time and yeah. it's kind of like oh she's gonna respond to that but mm-hmm. that's not actually my my favorite mine is postmodern prometheus i think it, it just has awesome. it all it has awesome. you know that yeah. noir it has the monster actually yeah. it has the, a lot of comedic timing yeah. it has it has a lot of what the Expos was famous for and I think I as much as I love that blog. Week, yeah.
1: I would have to go with Malagro.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. And I mean I, I know it's kind of not I mean it's it's not mythology. So technically it's in that monster, monster. of the week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have mad love for Malagro.
2: I love Milagro, but it is we fall into that discussion of when. Okay, so here's the story. We have
1: oh, no. this. Excerpt, <laughs> We're taking we this a
2: turn. Excerpt, we have this little excerpt on XFN where we talk about our favorite episodes, uh-huh. and every time that we have to like take a look at the section, it's like okay, we need to you know tweak it here and there, see if there's like we need to add someone because we have another person from the team, and everyone looks at their own bio for a little bit to just uh-huh. see if, like, oh, am I, th- am I the same person that joined this site eight years ago? Every time I look at it, I'm like, maybe I should add an episode or two. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do too. <laughs> but then I can't take one away. Because yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, I can't take that one away. It's, but as far as season one, without a doubt, uh, Beyond see. the Sea, is, is absolutely, in my opinion, the strongest episode of season one. Uh, yeah. That much I can, th- I mean, nine seasons is a lot to pick favorites, but if I'm just looking it at season one, it's, it's easier for me because it's such a, a phenomenal episode that sets up her character. You know, it's funny, the whole, you know, you think for me- much of season one and of course season two and probably onward, that, that the X-Files is about Mulder, you know, and, and you don't realize until later that, that it's actually told from Scully's perspective. and and beyond the sea is kind of setting that up you know for where that's going to kind of start to shift and you're going to start to realize that for all this time that you think it's about him it's really kind of about her and and her relationship and dealings with him and yeah i think that's interesting
0: yeah you know i think it's definitely um you know the show is very Scully-centric from the moment she walks into the office, and just the mm-hmm. just the whole theme of the show is faith, and uh, mm-hmm. for both of them they have a different sort of faith that they're looking after, and uh, you know we'll get into you know we'll really touch on the religious stuff in the next section mm-hmm. of episodes where we kick off with uh, Ebe, and then well Miracle Man is what yeah. I was thinking of, um but yeah, I mean Beyond the Sea, without a doubt a really strong strong episode gives us a lot of scully and, and it's the first of a loose sort of trilogy that Glenn Morgan and James Wong did um, mm-hmm. with um, One Breath and then The Field Where I Died.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's you know, uh, there there are fans, even I'm sure to this day, that think of The Field Where I Died and they're like, oh gosh, you know, I can't believe they, you know, went this route and As much as, you know, people struggle with that episode, I, there's so much of it that's so good.
0: It's one of my favorite Um, season four episodes.
1: Yeah. I I really like it a lot. And I know people are kind of like, what do you mean she's not his, you know, love interest and, you know, the past and, and whatnot? But, um,. I don't think they're quite ready to get into that point yet in the storyline. I think them just having known each other all this time in all these different lives is, is powerful in and of itself. So,
2: And then there's the fact that if there was anything that the X-Files introduced us to, is that a story doesn't have to be cocky cutter. And that, right. you know, there's also, you know, there's there's romantic stories and then there's, and then there's stories that are actually about love and love is right. not perfect. And, and what these, you know, this buildup that we have until we get to episodes like that is that these are people that are not perfect. These are people that while they're, they may be meant to be in this existence, maybe in a previous existence, they, mm-hmm. they were as, Close to each other, but they were not yeah. exactly, you know, you know, a woman and, and a man. Right. There's a different kind of love to be discussed, and, yeah. and 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 the same can be said about their own relationship in this existence. Because at times, yeah, they were, you know, lovers, but the, uh, for very much of it, they were best friends. For very much of it, they were like yeah. the one or, person family, that they or, yeah, or family, yeah, our family. Uh, and that one person that they could trust or the one person that they, you know, yeah. they could allow themselves to be vulnerable with. And sometimes that's not even the person that you're in love with because you need to be strong yeah. for that person. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was the a deeper lot, lesson
1: yeah. of the field where I died <laughs> and maybe it not, it didn't quite hit everyone that way. But I think that what Abby is touching on is really the deeper meaning behind that episode that I think if, fans kind of take a step back and and look at it through that lens uh we'll find a, a new appreciation for it
0: yeah we'll we'll talk about that episode so. down the now road in more again. detail but <laughs> just just one final yeah. thing on, on yeah. that is that you know not everybody not every fan of the show was a shipper and i think a lot of people um were in sure. the same boat as me you know i love the character tra- the characters of Mulder and together didn't necessarily want them to have a romantic relationship but you know deeply deeply loved the relationship that they did have of that you know mutual right. support that they had for each other regardless of anything else you know and if romance blossomed out of it great um but just loving what was already there and i think that yeah. you know the feel that yeah. i died among other things for me personally uh speaks a lot to that um, sure. I know Absolutely. we've been we've been going uh, over 30 minutes already I have a little quiz uh, ready for both of you guys okay. but we have three more episodes in this selection gender can, bender Lazarus we, young yeah. at heart
1: we can go through them quickly if you want we, yeah. can, we should go I think for we it. Can hit him
0: if you have anything to say about them gender bender
1: okay go Abby gender bender
2: what's, <laughs> well, what's your I like, impression, I like, overall impression <laughs> of that episode I like from Gender Bender that it was something that it was actually daring because it touched upon like certain, you know, communities that back in the day, today it's a joke. I mean, today we have a reality show that makes fun of Amish people. But back in the day, they were truly, you know, secluded from society and not only was it you know, saying about their society, but also talking about, mm-hmm. you know, transgender or, you know, not actually going there, but, like, questioning sexuality, which was something mm-hmm. that not, in 1993, the most that we can had was a lot of tabloid talk and not actual serious talk about sexuality, yeah. not as, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, the gory stuff or whatever. And I thought that the way it was handled not only yeah. in that sense, but also presenting Scully as someone that was not, you know, the uptight person that it could be seduced. Right, that, right. Know, it was older r- burst really, in the door
1: and, yeah. you know. It was yeah. really there edgy. There she I th- is.
2: Yeah, and regardless of everyone being, you know, closed <laughs> all the time, it was actually yeah. pretty the, the, out there. Yeah.
1: The camera shot, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know how many people watch this like as closely for the shots like Abby and I do. But the camera shot of the you'll you'll everyone listening will do this after I say it. Um the shot when he pulls her off the bed to walk her out of the room, it's like boobs right in the camera. I mean it's 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 full screen right there. And I I remember thinking, What? Was that an accident? Was that, you know, I don't know.
2: Nothing is a coincidence for the camera no,
1: it, can't, it
0: can't be as as distracting as one breath, though.
1: Right. Well, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I don't there's, remember there's, that particular shot, it, but it can't be. It can't be.
1: But you'll you'll go back. I guarantee you. Now that you've heard it, you'll be like, "Huh? Maybe I should go back on Netflix and go look at that scene." So yeah, that's what's great I, I, about the Expos. You can watch it twenty something years later. You'll find something you didn't see before. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So okay, Lazarus. 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 So
2: I. That is another thing where I feel like also building up Scully's past, and I think it was uh-huh. really nice uh, because not only do we learn that she is a Navy brat and, and be on the sea, but we learn that you know she had this sort of relationship with Jack Willis. She has a thing for
0: men with, with authority.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and for and older men, yeah. 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 Which, you know, I... Yeah. Whatever, you
2: know, floats your boat. <laughs> but... Which is <laughs> so nice, seeing that she's a Navy brat. But, like, it's it's a thing with character development that I feel the x team excelled. They were pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, I, I rarely... And to... I mean, maybe rewatching again the show, I would now seeing with yet different eyes. But it was rarely for me to find something where I would say, "Oh no, she wouldn't do that," or "No, uh-uh, this is totally out of the blue." And yeah. it it it's 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 impressive con- considering yeah. how many episodes they had to pop out every week and how much concentration. Well,
1: yeah and you have Lazar of course in the in this episode, you have Mulder who is is honestly he he's seeing the truth before she sees it because of course she's had a personal relationship with this man mm-hmm. um and Mulder is kind of testing and and trying to protect her at the same time uh, you know, and he's trying to convince her and and you know of course she ends up in in danger, and you have him now. Uh you know she's his partner she's and it's not like, oh, it's a romantic thing. I have to ride off on my white horse to save her because he knows that she's very capable, but he you know that relationship between the two of them as partners, he's certainly very concerned and you know wanting to get her back and um I think that was an interesting step in their relationship together of you know him having to you know expend all these resources and get people on board to go and and help her.
0: And of course, we got a sequel out of that about six years later with the Lazarus Bowl in Hollywood, AD. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, thematically you get in all things, but
1: yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah for sure. But um, let's see, Lazarus, and then after Lazarus, you've got uh, Young at Heart, which interesting. Uh, I don't know if a lot of X Files fans remember this or even know this, but Gillian Anderson was pregnant in Young at Heart. Um, Already at this point, she was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. she actually in the scene in which she is shot and she's falling. She's doing her own stunts. She's falling backwards onto a stack of mats.
0: That's right. I do um, remember hearing that. And yeah,
1: she was very newly pregnant at the time. And, and I have you my
0: timelines all sort of messed up because yeah. I remember. I'm thinking when you said that. Of course, yeah. Erlenmeyer Maya Flask. It's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was almost. Well, four and a half months probably by that point, four four and a half, five months. Um, But uh, yeah, it's crazy because she's, you know, obviously falling backwards and falling backwards and everybody's thinking, oh oh my gosh, that's, you know, can't be good. Surprisingly, babies are like a lot more protected in there than than people think. But um, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, there she is doing her own stunts and, you know, probably throwing up in between, I'm sure. (laughs) So they, you know, they worked really hard on that show. It's why people like to rag on the actors of shows a lot. But in in a show like this, I mean, these people are working extremely long hours and really kind of throwing their all into it, really. Um, so, yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, of course, we're 16 episodes into the show at this point, And we've already mm-hmm. met two of Mulder's former partners and both of them have died. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So well, <laughs> yeah. she Thanks. should take this. She should really be thinking about this at this point. You
2: know, she should know by now that she should never call him
0: yeah. And that's why he's called <laughs> Spooky Mulder.
2: Yeah. There's a curse exactly. on him. Yeah.
0: Okay, we are going quite long already. Um, I want to go into this little quiz that I've done for you guys. Um, okay. What we're going to do is, um, we didn't do this last time. Uh, we're going to do it today, and it's going to be uh, something which hopefully we can do every week going forwards.
1: Okay.
0: What I've done, um, I have ten questions for each of you. Oh no! They're just on the episodes that we've discussed up till this far. So oh,
1: okay. from the
0: pilot, right from the pilot, all the way up to Young at Heart. Um, I've got ten questions. You got thirty seconds to get through as many of them as you can.
1: Oh my gosh. And they're different, different questions for each of us. Yes. Right. Okay. okay. Oh God. (laughs) So who
0: wants to go first? (laughs) Who wants, or or rather, (laughs) rather,
1: let me me rephrase
0: that. Let me rephrase that. Who wants to put their reputation on the line first?
1: (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll,
1: I'll I'll flunk it later. That's fine. Okay. All right. Okay. So Here <laughs> we go. Thirty seconds for ten questions. Oh my
0: god. As okay. many as you can do. As many as you can get right in that time. <sighs> okay.
1: okay. Okay.
0: Let's get started. Who originally assigned Scully to the X Files?
1: Uh, Blevins.
0: What is the name Eight? of the divorcee of the divorcee who goes on a date with Scully in Jersey Devil?
1: Oh my gosh, um... You can
0: pass if you want.
1: Pass, pass.
0: In shadows, what is the quote etched onto the glass paperweight?
1: You, you have hard questions. Pass. Okay, pass.
0: Genderbender features an actor who is later cast as a recurring X-Files villain. Name the actor.
1: Over. Nick Lee. There's no time!
0: You got it Nick in time. Late. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <gasps> okay. Could you I'm guys, could you guys
0: hear the thing that was that came up at the end there?
1: No. No, no what did you oh, do? Oh,
0: you'll have to wait until you hear the podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: oh
0: no. <laughs> okay. Avi, you ready?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay.
0: What was the first line ever spoken by Mulder?
2: Nobody here but the FBI mass unwanted.
0: What is Eugene Victor Toomes' address?
2: Oh crap, I saw this today. Oh, pass. <laughs>
0: what is the name of the Amish like community in Genderbender?
2: Pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why did Mulder once spend the night in a ruin full of. in the ruins of a burned house?
2: Mulder!
1: The no why?
0: Why did Mulder once spend the night in the ruins of a burned
1: house? Oh, burned house. <laughs> pass. <laughs> No, I'm flogging this so bad.
0: Okay. <laughs> next time I might expand that to a minute because I really thought
1: that that... We, yeah. we have to, like, study next time. No, way. I feel like... like...
0: Tiffany, you got two. Avi, you got one. Let's, yeah. I've written these questions. Let's just go back through them and see who can just answer.
1: Um... I do, yeah, I want to know now. I okay. want to know the rest
0: of them. So, um, who originally assigned Scully to the X-Files? That was Section Chief Scott Levins, You got that right? Yes! The name of the divorcee who goes on a date with Scully in Jersey Devil is Rob.
1: Ah,
2: uh, okay. I don't remember that one.
0: In yeah. Shadows, what is the quote etched into the glass paperweight? One today is worth two tomorrows.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Gender bender, you got right. That was Nicoli who later was Crychek. Uh, yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so uh, and uh, Avi, let's just go over your questions real quick, and then I'll ask you the other ones which we didn't get to. Okay. Uh, first line I ever spoken by Mulder, sorry nobody down here but the FBI's The FBI's Most Unwanted, you got that right. Mm-hmm. Eugene Victor Toome's address, Tiffany, you gotta know this.
1: Uh, it's it, Broom Street, but I don't remember the number. 66 right?
0: Exeter Street.
1: Oh, Exeter Street. <laughs> yeah.
0: They say it like 66 times right they, the episode. They, I, <laughs> they I
1: say it. I think too. it was Exeter
2: Street because actually... In today with like the Frank thing today, I had to look into so many locations, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah
1: they say it over and oh, and it's in both episodes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: okay. So the name of the Amish-like community in Gendebenzer is the Kindred. Yeah. And why did Mulder once spend the night in the ruins of the burned house? That's obviously how he got his uh, fear of fire. The reason was his uh, childhood friend's house burnt down, and he stayed the night there to deter looters.
2: Yeah, I would not. Oh, yeah.
1: That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, right. What are the <laughs> other
0: ones? Let me just go for the other questions. Whoever let's whoever see gets how much the answers. Get. Yeah. Let's redeem yourselves now. Come yeah. On. I
1: don't know if that'll happen. We'll okay. see.
0: So, in Ghost in the Machine. How does Mulder's former partner, Jerry Lamana, die? Um, uh, in, the, in the elevator,
2: isn't it's, it? Yes. Yes. Look at you.
0: In uh, Young at Heart, which uh, sounds from which animal were used to regrow Joe Crandall's. Salamander!
1: Milk? Yes.
0: Salamander. <laughs> yeah. In Ice. What university does football-loving geologist Dr. Murphy come from?
1: Notre Dame? No.
2: Um, <gasps> I want to say Cornell, but I'm not sure.
0: San Diego, famous oh, for its okay. ice.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. First one to get this one. Who is Sc- uh, what is Scully's father's nickname for her? Starbuck. Yes. <laughs> In... I
1: named my horse when I was <laughs> I had an Do you also have a dog one. called Queequeg? I did yeah. I totally did Yeah, I was that fan Yeah, yeah.
0: In <laughs> Eve What name did Eve Seven use In order to infiltrate a fertility clinic?
2: <sighs> mm. Dude, we're, we're not This people <laughs> You can ask me whatever you want from season six on. I want on, that quote on a t-shirt. I...
1: Dude, we're not these people. This is
0: the X-Files podcast by fans for fans. <laughs> this is
1: great. I love it. What, okay. what was the name?
0: Oh, sorry, didn't even give you the answer. That was Dr. Sally Kendrick.
1: Ah, okay. Not Mimi. Huh. What's the next one? All right, I'm ready. Okay.
0: Which was the first non-mythology episode written by Chris Carter?
1: <gasps> Space. Was it? No. No? No. Um,
0: and he is the solo writer.
1: The
2: first not-mythology?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, the... uh, Was it Deep The, Pro?
1: Jersey Devil. the Dirty Devil.
0: Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Deep Throat is mythology.
1: Mythology, yeah. That's true.
0: Okay. What is the name of the alien creature that Mulder tells Colton eats terrestrial livers in Squeeze?
1: The name of the creature? <laughs> it's just, um, I feel like I'm going to be really disappointed when I hear the answer because I should have known it. So, no, I, what's the name of the creature?
0: Reticulin.
1: Oh! Okay. As in,
0: as in, you said green. Roticlin's skin tone is yeah. gray. Uh huh. Okay. What was the title of Scully's senior thesis?
1: I. have almost got it. Like it's on the tip of my tongue. Um. Oh. Einstein's twin paradox: a new interpretation by Dana. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Although technically, by Dana Scully was not the title. Oh, but that's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> I
1: was just quoting. It was just you know when you go into gas stations and you just start randomly quoting X Files lines.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs>
1: this is awful. Okay,
0: three more left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the name of the Air Force base in Deep Throat?
1: Mm-hmm. Ellis.
0: Yeah. Ellis. Yeah. Ellens. 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 Yeah. Ellens. <laughs> Ellis. Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, the classic line uttered in the teaser for Ice was, "Oh no!" It's the only line, and it's repeated over and over.
2: Trust my one. No, that's <laughs> awful. This is awful. So I'm just gonna put it out there. We should resign.
1: We are gonna right lose. Now. We're gonna lose our file cards when this podcast it, it's, comes
0: out. Based on how you guys are doing so far, the answer to this question is actually pretty appropriate. <laughs> It's, it, we are not who we are.
1: Of course it is. <laughs> There you go. Abby already said it early. Dude, we're not these people. It, it, you know. All right. What, um, so the last one, you're on the last one now.
0: Uh, the, the very last one is actually the hardest out of all oh of my these. God. I, w- I wouldn't have gotten this myself. So in space, which city does the spacecraft have to create crap? Sorry, in space, uh, w- the... It's so oh
1: difficult that you can't even get the <laughs> ItS! Oh. Is.
0: It is! This is an X file on its own. I'm like okay. super
1: psyched out okay. now.
0: In space, near which city does the spacecraft have to make an emergency landing?
1: Ah. Mm. Hold on. Well, they're talking they're talking to Houston, I- but
0: I will give you a clue. I'll give you a clue, okay? It's the same city where an X Files alumni would later write a TV show where a plane would crash.
2: Where a plane would crash? Uh,
1: uh, wow. Um, that
0: TV show in question starred a chemistry teacher who started dealing crystal meth. I would be Albuquerque.
2: It again. is Albert oh, job. You got the answer to
0: the space question
2: correct.
1: Good job.
2: You
0: are that episode's biggest fan. Congratulations!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes full circle. There you go.
0: All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we will be back um, in the third episode of X Files: sock X Files. We're going to go onto the uh, the final third of season one. We're going to do EBE. All the way through to the Erlenmeyer flask. Um, as we wrap up today, I want to give a, a, a shout out um, to XFilesNews.com, um, probably the leading website right now that you can go and get up to date X news, especially with the, all the excitement around the revival that's about to come out. Um, also, want to encourage everyone to go to XFilesTalkXFiles.com. First X Files is with the P H. Second one is with the F. Um, Avi, Tiffany, uh anything else that you guys want to plug? Um, any way that people can follow you online?
1: Oh gosh. Well, well they can follow us on Twitter, um yeah. at X Files News. Uh we have a very active Twitter presence and of course we're all over Facebook as well. And um Tumblr and, and we've everywhere.
2: Oh yeah. We have our own Twitter's as well for Mm -hmm. different kind of shenanigans, but (laughs) if you just want the X Files stuff, you should go to X Files News and X Files News dot com and Facebook dot com slash X Files News and Mm -hmm. X Files News dot Tumblr dot com, and we also have an Instagram, so we 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 got you covered.
1: We're everywhere. Apparently, we can't answer season one questions. Yeah, but Despite, everything um, else, yeah. we seem <laughs> to know. So we're gonna have to study next. I yeah. feel like we need to come back and be more prepared. We'll see.
0: Well, you you can come back and give it another go. Yeah, we'll we we'll, we'll
1: have to. Your your questions are very good. Now I'm I'm, yeah.
0: See, because I I was worried that you know some of them were maybe a little too easy uh... and. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying okay. to mix it up have, have some that were, you know, sort of the easier sort of ones And some that would be challenging Because I didn't know how you guys were going to do I didn't want to be the guy who came out with a, yeah, You know, he's asking the 66 Exeter Street question <laughs> yeah. Please
1: Wouldn't it be awful if we didn't get any of them? That would have been really bad, you know You would have rethought wanting to podcast with us <laughs> yeah. you, you know what it
2: is? Is that for me First, I mean, the last time I I saw season first or season one, it would be most likely 2004. Yeah. It's okay. Because after that, that, it's just, like, over and over and over again, season three, four, and five.
1: Uh, Yeah, and six for me. Just over and over again. Yeah. Since there's something
2: that I can come back to at any time, it's fine. But then season 8 and 9, for me, are like, I am addicted to those seasons, too. So you can legit ask me dialogue from any of those, and it'll be, you know, scary.
1: (laughs) We No, seriously, like because we feature fan videos on X-Files News every uh, every Friday. And so, of course, a a lot of the vidders that put uh, a lot of voiceovers in them... I, I, we of course know the show so well at this point that I can just click a video on YouTube and minimize it, like while working on stuff, and I'm just like repeating all the dialogue. So, oh, yeah.
0: Especially when I watch um the the first movie, you know, I just yes. sit there and I just say every line about two seconds before they go oh, yeah. on screen. Yeah,
1: isn't it great so. when you're sitting with someone who isn't <laughs> as much of a fan, and you're you're doing that, and they're just kind of like seriously, like are yeah. you serious <laughs> <fans> right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we have been going for almost an hour no. this time, but uh, so thank you both of you so much for your time. Yeah. Um, thank you to the listeners for listening, and uh, we will be back with episode three very, very soon. And uh, Avi, Tiffany, I promise next time around we will do a quiz exclusively about um, when Mulder touches Scully's back.
1: Yes, <laughs> I will get a hundred percent. I will. <laughs> uh, God. Thank
0: you guys for listening. Take care. Thanks. We'll see you soon. I want to believe in UFOs And flying saucers and ETs And government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles, lose my little
2: mind.